What's up? What's up, gang? We're back. No music in this bitch. <laughs> Kyle McNally here. We are literally recording this one from my fucking bathroom in the basement at my parents. Uh, that's where that's where my life's at. You know, my parents are upstairs in bed. My girlfriend's outside in bed. She's probably gonna listen to this whole thing and be angry at me somehow. <coughs> and uh, the kids literally sitting on a toilet. That's where I am right now. I, uh, hello, hello. Sitting on the toilet. I got the computer and my shit hooked up on the uh, washing machine, which is officially dead, by the way. Parents' washing machine died this week, so now <laughs> I'm driving up to my grandfather's house and doing laundry up there. Because, I mean, how many... I'm just going for the record. How many people can you mooch off at age 30? You know, <laughs> how many people could you live off for free? We're going up for that. But, uh, yeah, literally recording in the ba- bathroom. I mean, probably 30 minutes removed from my morning shit. Still kind of smells in here, you know. But, hey, they got great uh, great fucking acoustics in here, you know. Can you, can you guys hear the damn acoustics? I feel like Freddie Mercury out this bitch, you know. Uh, but, yeah, so... This pro- this episode could be noisy. There's uh, wires that keep echoing every time they hit off the laundry machine every time I move. And there's also just, you can hear all the planes and stuff because <laughs> my parents redid the windows in the house a couple of years ago and just never did the ones in the basement, even though there's only two of them. That's, of course, my bedroom, so it's freezing down here in the winter. <laughs> all the uh, freezing cold air gets in, no problem. You can hear every plane that drives within fucking 600 miles of the basement. So that's where we're at, gang. We got, uh, and I mean, it's literal mayhem. I'm, I'm pretty much sitting on the toilet and standing up, rotating in the exit. It's a small bathroom to begin with. It's just a half bath. And now my girlfriend has all her breast pump shit for the breast, the titty milk, that sweet, sweet titty milk. Uh, that's all in here because the sink doesn't work in here. <laughs> it's, a, it's a shit show. The sink don't work. So now the sink is just like storage for like bottles and all empty shit for pumping. Ugh, we're having fun, folks. This is professional broadcasting, you know what I mean? Chasing my dream. You guys are witnessing me chase my fucking dream here. There's like a 99% chance my neighbors will hear every word I say because the walls stink. Hopefully I'm not waking them up if that's the case. I apologize. Uh, but that's what we got to do. You need a podcast every week. That was my. That's what I said I was doing. Uh, but yeah, surrounded by the titty milk stuff. Just chilling like Freddie Mercury with this damn acoustics now. Uh, the sink doesn't work because my mother blames me. She says years of, these aren't her words, but Dutch guts. That's what she's talking about. <laughs> she says because I used to roll blunts down here in my younger years and flush them down the toilet, all the insides of the cigars. She blames the sink hasn't worked for fucking 10 years. They never got it fixed out of spite because <laughs> they blame me and my damn Dutch guts. So... That's where we're at. Having fun, though. You know, we're doing it. We got fucking... We got some shit, you know? Uh, I don't get a time. I mean, I'm probably going to spend half this pod talking about the NFL draft. I apologize up front to any, any anti-draft guys. But, hey, listen, if I'm going to record a pod dwelling on my own shit, then you can fucking listen to me talk about the draft. Uh, I was supposed to record this pod at least 30 minutes ago. We made plans last night for me to wake up at 6.30 a.m. to come and record... That was the plan since last night, and then this morning my girlfriend was like, oh, are you going to take the dog? Or 
like, yeah, I guess. I mean, we literally made plans last night for me to do this, but no, no, no problem. No problem at all. Let me go take the fucking dog out. And then she wouldn't even shit because <laughs> just a little separate rant. She wouldn't even shit because she's such an idiot. It's trash day and she's afraid of everything. So when the trash guys go by and they just throw the empty barrels and uh, like recycling bins back on the sidewalk. So like every block within a decent radius of my house just has barrels all over the place. So every single one of them skiers her. She backs up and won't walk and stuff. So really just a fun start to the morning here. <laughs> uh, what's going on with me? Uh, not not too much this week. I didn't have the busiest of weeks, you know. My life is pretty much at the hospital these days, but chilling nonetheless. Uh, went to war with Easy Pass yesterday. That was that was always fun. I, I I'm not like uh, I was never. I'm not a confrontational guy for starters. Never have been, and I'm also not like like one of them smooth people who like. They, like, get, you know what I mean? Like, they call the cable company and they end up getting deals. And, like, they're always trying to, like, cheap a price down and talk a price down. Those I'm not those kind. I'm not smooth. I never, I'll just, like, pay face value. Never been one of those guys. But I'll go to war with customer service because I don't know why. Nothing, like, gives me more confidence than those fucks. And it's probably some poor fucking Indian 90% of the time. But I don't care. I yell. I scream. I accuse. <laughs> I've accused multiple companies of just stealing my money that's like my go-to when i get angry i've been on the phone with so many like places that just like messed up a delivery and then i'm like you fuck stole my money you crooks i want my money back like just yelling and screaming like a psychopath uh so yeah i went to war with easy pass they just fucking idiots been trying to give them money for like literally like five months now for like an issue when we still lived out in new york and i get i mailed them in my credit card info like they asked for and they never charged it and I kept calling back, and they were like, ooh, we, we don't want to charge it twice, so why don't you just wait? And it's like, you fucks are going to be the ones that fuck me with, like, saying I owe money. So why don't you just take my fucking money? I'm getting angry just talking about it. <laughs> but, yeah, that's that's the big excitement of my life, you know, fighting with Easy Pass. That's what I got going on these days. I, oh, I watched uh, the Stone Cold Steve Austin biography on A&E. If you haven't seen it, I'd recommend it. Especially anyone my age. I mean, I was born in 1990. Anyone within, like, five years my age, I think, liked Stone Cold. You know, if you didn't, I mean, I I might be willing to fist fight you even now at age 30, you know? <laughs> like, I mean, there might not be, at Stone Cold's peak, there might not be another, like, celebrity in any field I've ever liked more than how much I liked Stone Cold at age, like, 10 to 15. I would have killed for the guy. I would have ran through a wall for that guy. I still probably would. I mean, he's just a man. Him fighting Vince McMahon was like, you'd be in your parents' living room, jumping up and down, yelling and screaming. Like, he was he was sticking it to the man when the man was like, your fucking mother getting on your case about doing your summer reading. You know, that was like, I didn't even know what the man was, but I knew Stone Cold was flipping on the bird and sticking it to him, baby. <laughs> just an absolute legend. Uh, I mean, just said the funniest shit, did the funniest shit. When he beats up Booker T in the supermarket, it's like a 15-minute straight ass whooping. Covers him in, like, mustard and powdered sugar. It's fucking truly insane. Just the man. And uh, so I watched his doc. I would recommend it. I'm a big fan. But my favorite part of the documentary, easily, within the first, like, three to four minutes, they just, like, asking people about him before, when he was, like, a kid in high school and stuff. And one of his brothers, who actually looks like him, which is funny, with the cowboy hat on, his brother just casually, in, like, the f- opening five minutes, he 
legitimately uses raising hell, like not sarcastically at all, at least three times. And it's like, well, this is great. His whole family just talks like Stone Cold talks. <laughs> like, this is beautiful. His brother's like, I remember he didn't drink or nothing, man. We'd be out back raising hell. And, you know, and he he never raised hell. He never did nothing. <laughs> like, it's just fucking beautiful. Don't ever change people like that that talk like that. You guys are my guys. You know, that's my, that's my fucking people. Stone Cold's brother and Stone Cold, <laughs> the whole lot of them. But yeah, that was that was pretty much my week, gang. <laughs> you know, I'm sure you don't want to hear all about the fucking NICU, because that's where I'm at all the time. My girlfriend thinks I'm insane. It's like you can't fucking win. You can't win. I'm like, if I'm in like a weird mood and I'm quiet and I don't talk, I'm an asshole. If I'm in a normal mood and I'm being myself and trying to joke around, I'm an asshole. It's like, you can't fucking win. I cracked like one joke with a nurse. I was asking like how early you can come because I don't want to be in the way. I'm like, how early could you come? Like like on Saturday, I want to come early. Because Saturday, I'm going to go. I'm going golfing with my couple of my buddies. I'm going to go to the hospital for four hours before. Still being a hero, great dad, doing the right thing. And then I'm going to go golf with my buddies and watch the Kentucky Derby and get drunk for the first time in a hot minute. And it's like, I think that's free. That's fine. I'm a 30-year-old fucking man, baby. So... I asked the nurse that, and I'm jokingly like, oh, all right, cool. I'm going to come early Saturday, and I'd say, I'll probably be drunk the rest of the day. Is that, like, an insane joke to make? I think that's... She's like, why would you admit that? It's like, what? Have you ever listened to my fucking damn podcast? <laughs> Do you even listen? I admit a lot of stuff. You've seen me on stage talking about our, <laughs> our sex life. You've seen all that plenty of times, baby. Yeah, like, just a homeless joke. That shit pisses me off. You can't win with the gals. Am I right, guys? That's pretty much... That's what we're getting to here. You just can't win. You know, they're always trying to hold us down, god damn it. Uh, but yeah, other than that, boring week for me. Just sitting on the damn toilet here. My brain is telling my body to poop because I'm sitting on the toilet. And uh, I'm going to battle through it f- like a fucking hero that I am just for you guys. I'm going to hold in this poop. Or maybe I'm just saying that so you think I'm normal and I'm actually going to poop while I record <laughs> and edit out all the... Uh, the plops of the poop hitting the water. Maybe that's what I'm gonna do. <laughs> Maybe that's the move. Uh, but yeah, what else going? COVID, eh, kind of, kind of ending. No, at least they fucking throwing random dates at us. That's what pissed me off the whole time with COVID. Every time there's been like a step that's like positive and it's like towards like normalcy and like restaurants being better and stuff, they always throw a date out there like two months. Late. It's like. Why not today? What's going to be the fucking difference in two months, you fucks? But whatever. They finally seem to be. Now, Biden came out in a fucking mask to announce you don't have to wear masks outdoors like a fucking idiot that he is. But other than that, uh, we're getting there. You know, Massachusetts finally saying. But that's the thing. It's like, we'll start on May 11th. It's like May 11th is in like 12 days. What the fuck is the difference? But May 11th, I think it is, you can start. Not wearing a mask. They're saying if you're vaccinated, you can wear a mask. Not wear a mask outside. It's like, how are you going to know if people are vaccinated? Everyone's just going to stop wearing a mask, which is fine. The mask is fucking. It, uh, it's all been going on for a long fucking time. We're all sick of it. But finally doing that, uh, I think the same big event. You'll still have to wear them inside or whatever. But fucking baby steps at least. And then of course Boston still comes out like, well, three weeks after that we'll allow it. It's like it's been like this pissing contest between Boston and the state. The whole fucking time. It's just so dumb. But at least at least we're getting there. That's it's a positive note. That's what I'm that's what I'm here to talk about. I'm not going too crazy about it. But it's just like just get it to end. Just fucking let us 
be normal. Let people make money. Let businesses run their fucking business like they fucking deserve. You know, enough is enough. People want to kill Joe Rogan again because he said, what did he say? He said, pretty much said, if you're young, he would he wouldn't get vaccinated if he was young, or you shouldn't get vaccinated or something. And I don't know these people. They have such a hard on for Joe Rogan. I'm not. I like Joe Rogan. You know what I mean? He's oh, he's fine. If there's someone interested on his podcast or someone I think's funny on his podcast, I'll listen. I don't listen to it every week by any means. I don't listen to it even every month. I probably listen to one out of every like fucking thirty, forty episodes. But he's fine. I'm I got no problem with him. He seems like a cool guy. He's very cool to comedians. He's very pro like helping comedians and. You know what I mean? He takes people on the road to open for him. He has a lot of comedians who aren't, like, crazy famous yet on his podcast, and it helps their career a ton. So, I mean, he's very cool in my book as a comic, as a podcast fan, all that stuff. But it's just because they can't, like, can't. And, I mean, he, it's honestly because he just says he's willing to, like, listen to both sides. As crazy as that sounds, that's, like, why they don't like him, which is so stupid because how is anything ever going to get fixed if you won't even hear the other side's? Like, where they're coming from and try to, like, talk to them and explain your side. That's how, obviously, how logical human beings conversate and, like, you know what I mean? There's plenty of good friends out there and family members who disagree on things a lot or, like, have very different views on things. But as long as you fucking can talk it out and have some respect and not want to kill each other, then we're fucking fine. And that's what it is. He just has people on they don't like. Has he said stupid things? Of course. But he, like, he'll tell you on the podcast. I mean, he, he says it all the time. Like, I'm an idiot. Like, I just say, I'm not like a scientist or anything. You can't take everything he says for gospel. And I get he has diehard fans that might, but it's just so funny. They have such a hard on for him. And it's because they can't cancel him. Like, that's what it is. He started his own, like, he, you're done. You can't fuck with him. He started his own podcast. Like, he was one of the first guys, like, 10 fucking years ago. He's got millions of listeners, millions of loyal fans. He, and he did it on his own for all those years. He made money on his own. Now he's with Spotify, so they're, like, dying to get Spotify to cancel him. Do you think he's just going to not have a successful podcast off of Spotify? If they fire him because they give into this pressure, they lose out money because he's a fucking big investment, and then he just goes and makes his own studio like he always has, and like he did for the last 10 years before Spotify, just starts doing his regular podcast and making millions of dollars. And that's why I think they honestly hate him because they just, like, it's just bizarre, man. Everyone is obsessed with the guy. And, like... I, I don't know. People are just so dug in on the vaccine shit. It's like, if people want it, cool. If they don't, cool. Who, like, worry about yourself. Why, why do we, be, why can't that just be like, everyone worry about themselves. That should be like the rule across the whole country. Like, just worry about yourselves. Take care of you, your family, your direct loved ones, your close friends. Do whatever you got to do for you to be happy and your family to be happy. Just shut the fuck up. Wouldn't the world be so much better if we all just shut the fuck up? Even like a fat fuck like me on this podcast mumbling like I know anything. Even if I shut the fuck up, I'm willing to shut the fuck up. If everyone else is, says they're on board, then I'm also on board. But yeah, this, so they want to cancel him again. And it's just beautiful. Anyone who's like virtually uncancelable is like my fucking hero. You know what I mean? Even like comics I love have done it to obviously. Like Joey Diaz, one of my favorites on earth anyways. And he got, they tried to cancel him and he literally was like, shut the fuck up. And it worked. And same thing. He has he has his podcast fans. They're gonna like he can he has millions of people listening to him. He's gonna make his money. You can't cancel him. And it's beautiful. When they can't, it's like they don't know what to do. They're like little kids screaming and crying. Cause then they just never stop. Like so like this is like the hundredth time they try to cancel Rogan. Because once he like beat them a couple times, it's like they'll never stop anything he does that offends them. 
they're gonna fucking cry about it and just be like, this guy needs to be canceled. They, they, <laughs> I don't even watch the news. I honestly don't. Like, I can't watch the news. It's too. It's just all bullshit. It just makes you angry. But you see a million tweets every day. Tucker Carlson needs to be fired. Tucker Carlson needs to be fired. <laughs> like, whether you like him or don't, it's like <laughs> they're obviously not firing him. You guys talking about him like this is helping him, and he's getting the ratings. You know what I mean? It's like. I just love, like, seeing, like, a Rogan not be, like, you can't cancel him. Spotify's not canceling him. They're making a shitload of money with him. You guys lose, cause of wor- and it's all because of words. That's like, I always come back to that. It's like, you fucking loser idiots. It's because of words. That's what you guys are freaking out about. Just words you don't like. That, like, oh, someone, like, the audacity to interview someone who has beliefs different than you is what's making you angry. Like, you, <laughs> do you realize how insane that is? How, like crazy and selfish as you sound just being like well you should believe like me or else you're not allowed to even be interviewed by this guy you shouldn't have a platform to speak on if you disagree with me just crazy crazy times so that was uh all the fun stuff i had this week other than that like i said nfl draft yesterday baby i'm a draft guy a lot of people don't give a fuck about the nfl draft i always liked it i'm historically a draft nerd i got a bit of uh (laughs) <laughs> I don't know what you'd call it. Maybe like uh, sports autism, kind of. I don't know. Since I was a little kid, I was always like really good at like memorizing like what college guys went to and like like when I was young, I just like memorize. If I watched a kid, I remember where he played. And then for most sports, I'm like that. Like my friends make fun of me, and uh, I love like reading mock drafts for the NFL, NBA, and stuff. Like I love mock drafts. I'll read mock drafts. I'll read about the players, learn who's good and who's fucking. Who that people think isn't good and all that shit. Like, I am. I'm a draft nerd. Uh, <laughs> sports autism. I don't know if that's... I don't know if that's a socially acceptable term, but <laughs> I got something like that, I'd say, kind of. And people, some people hate it, you know. Uh, I got a buddy who despises it, so of course, every year, the group checks him in with him. We just all talk about the draft that whole day. He does not like... The boy don't like draft day. It's not his favorite. We literally just, like text every pick and act like we know who they are and say cliches like, oh, this guy, I mean, fucking high ceiling, like <laughs> high energy, big motor on him. So that's all fun. But the point I'm making is even as much as I do love the draft, and I am a bit of a draft nerd, anyone who goes to it, it's like, what the fuck are you doing for any sport? Going to it seems like the least appealing thing ever. And then on top of it, last night was in Cleveland. So you're in Cleveland for the fucking draft. It looked like it was outdoors. It probably wasn't that warm in fucking Cleveland at nighttime. And you're just in Cleveland. So you flew to Cleveland just to, like, end with COVID and stuff. The kids aren't even there. There was, like, five dudes who got drafted that were, like, actually there. The rest are all just on the house on Zoom. And it's just dumb because, like, even if the Patriots drafted a kid I loved and I was pumped for them to get him, it's still, like, you're, fly- you're paying to fly to Cleveland just to see this kid's name right off a car to be like, with you and your buddies in the stands, like, whoa, fuck it, fuck it, Cleveland, you know, so, the draft is just hilarious to me, I don't, uh, I, like, honestly don't get anyone that goes to it, and I do like the draft, like I said, but you gotta be such a fucking nerd, and then, on top of it, even just watching it this year was fucking tough, it was, like, unbearable, they took forever to start, it was supposed to start at eight, they had fucking... Kings of Leon out there shredding for a good fucking five, ten minutes. Like, so you flew to fucking 
Cleveland for the draft, and you got to see Kings of Leon do two songs. <laughs> and I don't even dislike Kings of Leon. They had a couple hits back in the day. <laughs> you know what I mean? Your sex is on fire. That song was actually written about me by a, an ex-lover who sent it to Kings of Leon. It was written by a female lover who I just fucking put a hurting on. You know what I mean? I beat beat it up. On I was on fire that day, you know. <laughs> He's on fire. Well, I was mid-fucking, you know. But Kings of Leon, I hadn't seen in a hot minute. They're back on the streets, so that's chill. But you flew to Cleveland just to watch Kings of Leon for 20 minutes before it even started. And then fucking... Goodell comes out shit-faced. I, I, he had to have been drunk. He was fucking slurring his words. Being an idiot. Goodell, piece of shit. Obviously, I'm a Patriots fan. Giant piece of shit. Uh, makes like $40 million a year to just be a mouthpiece for the NFL owners. So I won't knock him for that. I won't knock anyone for getting that paper. But piece of shit. Uh, loser. No, like... No rhyme or reason to, like, NFL rules. They'll suspend one guy for three games and another guy, like, ten for the same thing. Like... Not a, not a fan of tyrants. Uh, if you take one thing from listening to Kyle McNally over the years, not a fan of tyrants, and Goodell's a piece of shit. But he was shit-faced. And then last year, I didn't even watch much of it last year because it was like, whatever, I forget what I was doing. But he did it, like, in his basement. It was COVID, blah, blah, blah. And apparently people... I honestly... I, I'm starting to question if everything's just fake because apparently him sitting in this chair in his basement was, like, a viral thing. And it's like, was it really? Like, are they just making fake Twitter accounts? So that they can make these like clickbait headlines. Because who the fuck last year was like, Goodell sitting in this chair is so cool. <laughs> oh, I don't even remember seeing those fucking headlines. But they're acting like that was like the big story and everyone loves Roger Goodell, which he's hated. He's not like a cool guy. But also acting like people gave a fuck he was sitting in that chair. Hey, Goodell, I'll go sit in that chair and take a big old dump in it. You fuck. Uh, <laughs> that's what I got for you. <laughs> But yeah, so he comes out shit And then they do this goofy thing with it. He's like, we're going to pick one vaccinated fan from each team. Which is, first of all, shoving the vaccine shit down your throat <laughs> again. You can't escape it. But even aside from that, so clearly they pre-picked someone. Because it's not like they were running out in the audience and testing everyone in the fucking Lions jersey until they got one that was, that was vac- proved he was vaccinated. You know, like, hey, you, you fat fuck <laughs> in the 6XL fucking Matthew Stafford jersey. Are you vaccinated? Oh, you, sir, with the face paint. Have you been vaccinated over there? <laughs> with the face paint and the dog pound shirt. Cleveland fan, have you been vaccinated? Yes. Uh, excuse me, sir, with the uh, spiked shoulder pads and the green mohawk? Yes. Do you, uh, have you been vaccinated? Can you represent the Eagles in this situation? Uh, so, one vaccinated fan, and it was like, you get to sit on stage in the chair from my basement well, well, we read the pick, so that's all it was. It was like, if I was the vaccinated Patriots fan, I went up on stage, I sat in a leather chair for maybe three minutes, and they said, oh, the New England Patriots select so-and-so, and that was it. It's like, these people have to be like actors or just like picked before this by the NFL, because nobody cares. Like, who wants that? Like, yeah, I'll go sit up there. I, I, I came down to Cleveland for the draft to sit through fucking Kings of Leon also, I can sit up on this fucking stage and not drink beers my buddies in the stands. Like, what the fuck do you think this is? You, sir, with the fuzzy winter hat that goes crazy in all directions. Uh, have you been vaccinated? Can you represent your team up there? So that was very stupid. That was what they were doing. Uh, and then the actual draft got going. The, the draft didn't start until number three this year. We all knew that. Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, the first two. Uh, Lawrence, complete stud. Everyone knew it. He... We've all watched him. That's 
Clemson for years now. He's just he's really good at football. There's no getting around that. Uh, and then Zach Wilson, I don't know. Went to BYU. Is that mean? Could be Mormon. They freak me out a little bit. I can't pretend they don't. Uh, little strange people. They fuck everything, apparently. I think they have like 10 wives, but probably Mormon, I'd guess, if he went there. Didn't do shit until like last year. And then this year had like a good year against nobody in a COVID season. Maybe it'll be good. I'd love for him not to be, obviously. The Jets just taking another scrub would be hilarious. Especially in this year's draft where Trey Lance, Justin Fields, all those guys were there. And they were like consensus number one guys. Like first round picks, I mean, not number one. And they took this fucking kid, Zach Wilson. If he busts, that'd be beautiful. He played no one last year. And now he's got Belichick, fucking Brian Flores, and Sean McDermott. Six games a year, so I love that. AFC East is like actually decent again, and all three coaches are defensive guys, so hopefully Zach Wilson gets clowned on. Hopefully this GM fails miserably, the Jets stay terrible, and Fireman Ed dies without ever seeing them win a Super Bowl. That's, <laughs> that's what I'm hoping for. You hear me, Fireman Ed? You fuck. Uh, so then the draft really started, and Trey Lance, number three to San Fran, which I knew, honestly, if you if you had talked to me in any group text over the last two weeks, uh, I thought it was Trey Lance. I didn't know if it was him or Fields, but I, I just wasn't buying. They traded up for Mac Jones. I, I watched a lot of Alabama. They're the best team in the country. They're always on TV, and I like Bama. I went to an Alabama and LSU game before. I think I mentioned that, so I, I just root for them since then. It kind of became like a joke amongst my friends. Roll damn tide. You know, my girlfriend gets me Alabama sweatshirt for Christmas every year because she doesn't know what to get me, and I went to one of their games. So I did watch them. And uh, Mac Jones, I mean, he's not terrible. I thought during the season, I would have guessed all year, he was like one of those guys who's either a second-round pick or like 31st, 32nd pick because someone traded back into the first round to get a quarterback for the extra year. They're the fifth year. I knew, but I was like, they couldn't have possibly traded all those first-round picks and move up for Mac Jones. He's just, he's one of those guys who's like, he's accurate. He's pretty good. He could be decent in the NFL. And I mean, the Pats took him, so I'm hoping he is, but... I didn't think he was like a trade up the fucking farm to go number three for him. He wasn't that guy, especially with these other QBs out there. He was probably going to fall to 10, 12, whatever. So I didn't know if it was sure it was Trey Lance, but I thought it probably was just because everything you heard about him was he was, he's like the guy with like the insane potential, which feels everything is obviously really talented, but everyone seems to think Lance is like this kid who, if he gets coached up, he could just be like a freak and just dominate the league. And I mean, Shanahan's a good offensive coach. You know, his team score. His quarterbacks usually play well. He's a fucking idiot. You know, he, when he was the coach of Atlanta, they didn't run the ball as much against the pass as they probably should have, and that's why we came back and beat him. You know, he uh, he fucked up with Jimmy G in the Super Bowl, running the passing decisions. But his teams always score. They run the ball effectively. So if this kid's any, if this kid's got any talent, he's with a coach that should make him be good. So it's not really an excuse there, which is good for him. A lot of these young QBs go to fucking teams. With awful coaches, you know what I mean? Sam Donald was at, with Adam Gase. Like, Tannehill got fucked up by Gase. Like, so that shit happens all the time. So hopefully he's good. I mean, the kid, who knows? He played fucking North Dakota State, which is like a D1 AA, whatever they call it now. It is like a powerhouse. Carson Wentz went there. There's some guys in the NFL that went there and shit, but it's still D1 AA. And he only played one year. He started for one year. I, I think he played 16, 17 games. Ever. He's only thrown, they said, 380 career passes in college, which is like the least ever for a first-round pick. So it's hard to tell. He's playing those schools, but, I mean, his tape is impressive. He runs all over teams. He's big and strong and fast, and he drops dimes on deep balls the games I watch. Like, he, he's throwing deep balls that just fucking drop in there beautifully. So who knows? I mean, you can't go off the tape against kids like that, and I'm not fucking 
I'm not some elite talent evaluator. You know, I don't claim to be, but who knows? He's with a good offensive coach. They're saying he's got all this talent in the world. So if he bust, it's probably on him because Shanahan's pretty good. So we'll see what happens. But that was really where the fun started. That was the draft started there. You know what I mean? No one knew who they were taking at three. Everyone was saying Mac Jones. I wasn't buying that. So it started there, and then uh, that was the first the first chip to fall, if you will. That was <laughs> what that was. Uh, and then it got going, you know, so a bunch of receivers, which we knew was a good receiver draft. The two kids from Alabama are studs. Jamar Chase is a stud from LSU. The kid Pitts went for – he's my favorite player in the draft. On the Kyle McNally big board, Kyle Pitts, fellow Kyle. Actually, I played tight end in high school too, so – no big deal. Two Kyles have played tight end at the dominant level. But, uh, no, he really was my favorite player. The kid, anytime I watch Florida this year, I probably watch four or five of their games, like, start to finish. He just dominated. Like, completely dominated. He's just bigger and faster. The kid might fuck around and be a Hall of Famer. Atlanta got him, Calvin Ridley, and Julio. So that's going to be fun as shit. They'll be a fantasy powerhouse. They'll still stink. That defense stinks. Dan Quinn stinks. Actually, Dan Quinn's gone, but fuck him. They'll stink. But they'll score some points, and they'll be fun. And Kyle Pitts will dominate the NFL for a while. And then, like I said, some some quarterbacks went and all that shit. And then uh, it didn't. And then Justin Fields was falling, baby. He kept falling and falling and falling. And then all of a sudden, and I thought the Pats were going to get him. I would would have been happy with that. I don't. I didn't love Fields at Ohio State. I watched. I thought he was really good. Obviously, they dominant and shit. He can throw and run, but it just seems like those Ohio State. It's one of those offenses where it's like, it's just fast. You know what I mean? It doesn't seem like. It's just get the ball in space to, like, you're, they always have, like, a half receiver, half running back type of playmaker and shit. Get him the ball in space and then throw it deep and all that shit. They always have good running backs. So I just, I don't know. I thought maybe it's tough to tell how good an Ohio State quarterback is. That's what I was thinking. I didn't think Justin Fields stunk. I knew him and Trevor Lawrence as high school recruits were both, like, monster, biggest recruits in a long time at quarterback. Got all the talent in the world. But when I watched during the season, I was always like, oh, Trevor Lawrence is way better. Like, I don't know if Fields is as good as everyone thinks. But if he filled a fucking 15, I would have been ecstatic. He was a consensus top five pick all year. And then all of a sudden, he would, if he was there at 15 for the Pats, of course I take that value with Belichick coaching him. But the Bears traded up, and as soon as they did that, you knew it was a quarterback. Because, I mean, <laughs> they can say Andy Dalton's their starter all they want. We know what the fuck Andy Dalton is. He's decent. He's okay. He probably should start for some of these idiot teams, but he's nothing. You know what I mean? He's just a – he can run the offense and hopefully not turn it over much. But – so they traded up, took Fields, which probably cursed Justin Fields because they stink. Their quarterbacks always stink. The Bears are horrible. But if I'm a Bears fan, I'd be excited. This kid – this kid's got legit talent. Bears coaching stinks. I don't think Matt Nagy's the guy to coach him up, but, I mean, he's got legit talent. Allen Robinson's a stud receiver. He's dominated in Jacksonville and Chicago with shitty quarterbacks his whole life, and he's always been good. He's a stud. We'll see what happens, you know. But if I was a Chicago fan, I'd be excited. Their defense is always good, and Fields is. He's got the talent. It, he might not make it. He might, you know what I mean? It's tough to be a quarterback in the NFL, but he's he's really fucking good. Falling to 12 is a huge pick. They gave up a decent amount for him, but... So that was a that was a big one. I would I wanted Fields. I didn't want him probably even a month or two ago. I would just I didn't even know if I wanted the quarterback necessarily. I didn't know what I wanted. I always said I wanted Trey Lance because I was intrigued by him. But as they got closer and it looked like he had a chance to fall to fifteen, I fell in love with Fields. I t- I was like, oh fuck, I do want him. If he's at fifteen, that's huge value. This kid's got all the talent in the world. He just needs to learn the NFL and learn to you know what I mean. Just 
So that's, I mean, could be big for the Bears, baby. That could be it. And then, finally, my beloved Patriots took McCorkle Jones, uh, Mac Jones. When the, and the Jets traded up right in front of us, which was weird because that made me think they thought we didn't want a quarterback, but it could have just been another team wanted that old lineman they took and they knew it, so they traded up to cut them off. But at first I was like, well, that means the Pats don't want a quarterback and the Jets think we're in love with some other guy. So I was like, do we want an old lineman? Because that's what, as a Pats fan, I mean, we've all been duped a million times. I've stayed up and watched so many drafts where Bill just traded back and traded back and then took some fucking guy. You never even fucking wanted or heard of, you know. But we got Mac Jones. Uh, I mean, like I said, I I didn't love – during the season watching him, I thought Mac Jones was like a late first-round guy where they like trade back in or like a second-round pick. But, I mean, he didn't suck. He had a great season. Obviously, he had great a team around, a great O-line. Devontae Smith was a freak receiver. Waddle got hurt, but they still just had weapons. They're Alabama, the best running back in the country, best receiver in the country, good O-line. They're Alabama, you know. So – He's definitely accurate. He can definitely be one of those guys. But is that what you want in the first round? Pick a guy that just doesn't turn it over and runs the offense. Maybe it is what Bill. I mean, for this year, I think he'll be fine. Because honestly, we got the two tight ends. We got a good old line. We got a pretty good D. And we got like six running backs we can use. I think Bill's gonna pound the fucking rock and tell Mac, don't throw picks. You know what I mean? Make a couple throws a game and we'll win a decent amount. And then of course Bill comes out and says, Cam's a starter. It's like, oh, I like Cam a lot. I grew to really like him. Like, uh, over the years, he was a great player at his peak, and he seems entertaining off the field. And even in in New England this year, I mean, he said all the right things. He was, like, the consummate professional teammate. Everything he heard was the teammates love him, the locker room loves him. But the guy can't throw the ball five yards. He literally doesn't attempt passes over five yards. You don't win in the NFL like that. So, we'll see. Unless Cam was actually hurt last year or something, and he's a whole new Cam this year. But I don't see how Mac doesn't become the starter after we just took him 15th. Oh, I fucking hope. I mean, at least we took a chance. We're so um, My whole life has been Belichick trade down. He takes a fucking old lineman you didn't want or he takes. He's the king of, in the second round, taking a defensive back that was projected to go in like the 18th round. <laughs> That's what his move is. So at least they took a chance. They took a legit quarterback prospect who was seen to be consensus number first round guy, played in the SEC, dominated the SEC, accurate, all this stuff. So Bill coaching him and Bill we trust, all that bullshit. Let's go. I've talked myself into Mac Jones. It's only been one day, and I've talked myself into him. So that's good. Uh, that was really only the one thing that happened, which I always love, and uh, it's usually the Patriots, honestly. Is and Actually, it seems like Gruden lately, but Gruden took some old linemen, which I'm sure he'll be fine. He's an old lineman that played at Alabama for three years, like started all three. He's, I'm sure he's decent, but it was like dead silence when they announced it in Kuiper, and then we're just like, oh, I thought this guy was like a second, third round <laughs> I love that shit. There's always, like, that one big read. It seems like Gruden does it every year, which is funny. But normally it's the Patriots, honestly. They've done it in the second round, like, as many times. I, off the top of my head, I mean, Razai Dolan was the worst. That was, like, literally no one knew who he was. He was literally projected, like, between the fifth and seventh round. We took him in the seventh, the second, and he never played. He had knee injuries in college and never played. That was awful. Uh, the kid, the safety that sucked from Stanford, Jordan, was it Richards? Jordan Richards, I believe. He played awful in the playoffs, played awful in the Super Bowl, I believe. We took him, and they were instantly like, oh, this kid was projected like seventh round. Tavon Wilson took him in the second. He was projected like fucking fourth or fifth. Cyrus Jones we took him in the second. I think he was actually projected there, but he stunk. Duke Dawson we took. He stunk. That's what we usually do. So uh, seeing someone else get the radio silent treatment where they announce the pick, and they're just like, oh, 
let me flip back 15 pages of my book to find out about this guy. It was nice to see someone besides the Pats get that. <laughs> so that was good. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, that was most of the draft excitement for me. We'll see what happens. It's exciting to be a Pats fan, a young QB. It's, I mean, camp stinks, but we'll see what happens. If he's back to being camp, fuck it. He looked good the first two weeks last year. But I don't know. They took a chance. you got to at least take it. I'd rather that than, like I said, taking a fucking some scrub from Rutgers or fucking wherever they usually go. So we'll see what happens with McCorkle Jones. <laughs> I got some buddies actually already on the bandwagon because they showed Mac Jones' girlfriend and she was an attractive young lady, <laughs> which I'm not I'm not knocking. I'm a, I'm a horny pervert just like the rest of us. But at, w- at some point we're probably too old for that outlook, right? These college kids coming out, it's like, oof. Did you see his fucking 19-year-old girlfriend there with them tits? Did you fucking see them? Did you fucking see them? <laughs> so, I don't know, but I'm not I'm not against that narrative either. I don't want a QB with some ugly girlfriend, ugly wife. You're the QB of my team. You're going to be rich. You're the stud in your college. You should be fucking some hot trit, some <laughs> some decent trim, you know what I mean? You should be taking down some babes. <laughs> so, uh, we'll see what happens. Mac Jones, attractive girlfriend. Hopefully it leads to wins on the field, gang. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I think at some point we'll probably be too old to uh, rate guys based on their girlfriend's looks. M- Musburger got in a lot of trouble for saying <laughs> A.J. McCarron's wife was pretty before, so. I'm only 30. I think I can get away with it for now. But when I'm Musburger's age, I'm like 70 saying it. Maybe it's a no-no. But, hey, I don't want you dra- Belichick, if you listen to me, whoever takes over the Patriots after that, if you ever draft anyone with an ugly fucking girlfriend... <laughs> You'll be hearing from me, folks. <laughs> uh, all right. There's the app gang. Hey, quite frankly, that's it. Thanks for tuning in. I don't know why I said quite frankly, though. Uh, but thanks for tuning in. A little, little bit of a slow week. I hope hope you like the draft talk. I, I love the draft. I know a lot of people don't like it. I'm sure some people didn't listen to this podcast because of that. Uh, but, yeah, thanks for listening. Go Pats. Go Mac Jones. I love you all. Bye-bye.